Yeah, um, obviously, you know, sit down with my agent next this week sometime and, um, you know, figure out what's what's best for me and, and my family. And uh, obviously Calgary has a special place in my heart. I've been part of this organization for 11 years now. So um, ever since day one I got here, um, the fans, the organization, my teammates, uh, even you guys, um, Sometimes when I'm playing bad, you guys give me a hard time, but that's all right. Um, but everything about this city I love. And uh, like I said, my wife loves it here. My, you guys can tell on Twitter, my uncle, my dad, my mom, my sisters, you know, brother, you know, everyone loves loves Calgary. And it's a special place in our heart, and, and we love it here. So we'll see what happens. Should you be open to signing a long-term deal with this franchise or Absolutely. I've loved it here. I've grown up here. I more I think about it, I came here and didn't really – I didn't know anything about Calgary. I didn't know anything about Western Canada. My mom's from Winnipeg, so I guess that's as far west as I knew. And uh, kind of just fell in love with it here and, and how appreciative people are here of our team and how much passion they have for it. And that's something that we were lacking for those few years when we were pretty much shut down and um, just kind of love the people here. And, you know, it's, it's, it's cool, not only cool to, you know, go places and, and have people come up and talk about your sport and talk about what you mean to them and everything. But I don't know, just, just how happy that the team makes them feel and um, how great they've made my life here, just the people in general. So, um, and I'm not just talking people with the team and whether it's, you know, trainers or, um, you know, coaches, management players, just people in the city, people that, you know, live in my apartment or that I see, you know, on every, any given day. So, um, yeah, to answer your question, I, I would be very, very open to that. Don, how important is your legacy here to you? Yeah, it's, it's important. I, I hope, uh, you know, whether I'm here for the next eight years or not, who knows what happens. But um, when my time does end here, you know, I hope, you know, people, you know, remember, his, remember me as, you know, a good person off the ice, a uh, good teammate, um, and uh, you know, just a good person, I think. I don't really, you know, that people can think what I did on the ice, but uh, you know, for me personally, I think just want people to know, you know, how uh, how grateful I am for them welcoming me here, and then uh, hopefully it's a few more years there and they can get stuck with me. Yeah, I mean, I've been here for 11 years, and you know, haven't got to that ultimate goal, and. It's been a while since they've they've won here, so I think uh, that'd be pretty special to to win a cup here, and uh, it's something that you know I kind of dreamed about my whole life. And uh, Calgary's you know a great place to do it. Our whole every everyone wants to be back here. You know we we had such a good group here, and uh, you know obviously guys are gonna you know talk and and hope that we can get as many people back as we can because we did have such a a good fun year and. Um, you know, it's uh, like I said, it's sometimes, you know, it doesn't always work out that way. And, you know, guys leave, traded this and that. But, uh, you know, I, I we do have a really good group in there. I, like I didn't sit in the locker room and keep my jersey on or, you know, stare up in the stands. You know, that's something that I didn't really think of, um, you know. Um, but like you said, I do have a big decision and um, see what happens in the next few weeks. But uh, like I said, I... You know, I love it here. I love the fans. I love the city. And um, uh, but I never really had that moment where I was like, "Oh, this is this is it for me." So, um, you know, it's 
don't know. Might, might be nice to hear, I guess. What up, Sea of Red? You're listening to Into the Flames, a Calgary Flames fan podcast. Your home for all things Flames and updates around the NHL. With your hosts, Raja Burry and Noah Eppleston. Into the Flames, new episodes every Sunday. Let's start with the elephant in the room. What do you think of Gaudreau's uh, pressure? Be honest. I, Be honest. I don't really know what to take from it because it was so positive at times, and then sometimes it seemed so negative. You know what I mean? Like, he was so hit and miss and so hot and cold with his replies. It would go from, I absolutely love it to here to, but you never know what's going to happen. Um, I don't know, man. I, I'm really scared, like with the cap that we're facing and I, even me and Ethan were talking about it golfing yesterday. He, like, he's fully set on that. He doesn't think Goudreau is coming back. I, I, I'm a little bit more of the, we're still in such a gray area and in the coming weeks, we're going to hear a lot more and there's going to be a lot of BS that comes out about it. Um, like even spitting chicklets already posted the controlling of flyers practice Jersey. Like it's going to be so much of that stuff. Um, I don't know. What was your take on it? I I really don't know what to think of it. I think the whole thing didn't really have much to do with positivity and negativity for me. It was just Gaudreau being candid throughout. You can tell he loves it here, but you can tell that he also understands that it's a business. And he doesn't know what's about to happen. Clearly, he hasn't had many conversations yet with his agent. He wanted to focus strictly on hockey this season. I get that. I the 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 times where Gaudreau got deep and genuinely candid, I was like, you know what? This is just a player speaking his mind. I don't think that has a factor. Or any, I don't think anything that he say, stated that came across as suspect in some people's eyes could be seen as suspect as him leaving. Because at the end of the day, he doesn't know. Him and no. his agent and Brad are getting started on negotiations probably right now, right? He doesn't know what the future holds for him. And his speech and his exit interview was straight up him being like, I don't know what's ahead of me. I love it here, but I also understand that it's a business. I do want to be back here. He said it multiple times. He said multiple things that alluded to him not wanting to leave. But the side of him of also understanding that this is a business, he wants to do what's best for his family. He's, he's going to be a dad soon. This quote in particular, I don't know anything but Calgary. It's kind of a big decision here. I have to figure out what's best for myself first and my family. I don't see that as I'm leaving. I see that as I understand this is a business. My agent and I are going to be talking soon, but I do love it here. He stated it there. Some of the things that he said yesterday legitimately got me fired up. A, obviously Calgary has a special place in my heart. I've been a part of this organization for 11 years now. Everything about this city I love. Then he alludes to, obviously, we'll see what happens. To me, that is a player being candid about his situation heading into unrestricted free agency. He doesn't know what's next. Until there's pen to paper, 
There's nothing official. So the speculation is going to be welcomed everywhere. Like you said, Spit and Chicklets already hopped on the Gaudreau to Philly trend, which doesn't even make sense. But okay, like you do you. No, it's, it's, it's just the media world and the hockey world. Like, yeah. it, it's always like that. Um, like, I don't know. And like the, the thing that I really liked was in Coleman's presser um, when he was asked, if you're lobbying to keep Goudreau here or in some sort of way. And he said, when it's Johnny Goudreau, you do. And he told, he told Goudreau about the legacy that he could leave in Calgary if he does come back here. Um, and like, that is the kind of stuff that you want to hear, right? Like when you have a veteran guy like Coleman, who's already won two cups and he's lobbying to keep him here and telling him like, you know, we could do this here. Um, that's a really good sign. I really like to hear that. Do, do, do you not just love Blake Coleman, though, after that? Like, after the oh, way this year has ended and you saw the way he played in the playoffs and, like, how he – when he was with Mangiapane and Backlund, how he was just a force. And then he says shit like that, and you're like, you know what? I don't even care about your contract. Here, I love you. Like, Coleman, Coleman like, literally said, eight more years of Johnny – and he'd be cemented forever. Is he wrong? Seriously. Seriously. You, like, I'm willing to bet right now that if the prevalence of social media existed when Aginla was here, you'd be seeing the exact same criticism. Oh, my God, he's not good enough for the playoffs. He's, he can't carry everything on his own. Yada, yada, yada. You're telling me that you wouldn't have seen criticism towards Jerome in a social media era? Give me a break. Give me a break. Yeah. The same people that are going to be shitting on Johnny would would have been the same people shitting on Iggy. You just never heard about it because it wasn't as prevalent and it wasn't out there like it is. <laughs> yeah. But really, though, like Blake Coleman saying that another eight years of Goudreau here would cement his legacy in the city. He's not wrong. He is going to Johnny Goudreau, if he stays here, is going to go down as one of the best flames of all time, if not top three, if not the best. Honestly. Oh, yeah. With no, the way yeah. that he's like, if he resigns, that jersey is going in the rafters and nobody is wearing 13 for this franchise ever again. Dude, he resigns that jersey. Yeah, 100%. You and I, nine, 10 years from now, are going to be sitting in a suite, hopefully with our families, watching a Johnny Goudreau retirement ceremony that's of the equivalent to a Jerome Aguila retirement ceremony that we had in 2019. And we're just going to pray that our goalie. At and Mike Smith won't be there to ruin yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Oh my God. I don't, I, I want to ask you about this. Cause I know like what Goudreau's 28, 27, 28. Mm-hmm. <sighs> it's like, it's his big payday is, is it. That's the thing for me, right? Like when you get to that 26, 27, 28, and you're hitting UFA and you're a really, really good player, that's your time to make your money, right? Um, do you think that Goudreau would take a team-friendly deal to stay here? I, that's where I, I think he doesn't. Like I think he's going out to make his money. Do you think he's the type of guy, though, to be – motivated by dollars more than what makes him comfortable. Like you look at the last four months. I, I do. Okay. That's interesting. 
I don't. I, do. I don't. Because if you look like, I don't know, with me, it's like, you look at the last four months and Gaudreau's family was marketed heavily here. Like you don't see that when a star player is hitting unrestricted free agency, right? Like yeah. his family's always on Twitter. Shout out to his mom. She always likes my tweets. <laughs> um, his uncle is dope too <laughs> on Twitter. I, like they both like follow me. It's great. If he's motivated by money and the flames aren't offering him up to par and he says, you know what? I'm going to go to market. There's still a very high chance albeit it would be slim at that point and we'd just be sitting praying to the lord above that he stays that he could go test the market see what's out there and still come back and decide to play in calgary steven stamkos did it and that was during the that was during the brutal growing pain years in tampa that wasn't that wasn't like oh my god the back-to-back cup champions that we were seeing right now out of them Mm-hmm. My thing is, is I got more positivity out of Gaudreau in that sense, like what you alluded to, than negativity, like, oh my God, he's not signing here. I know that there are some quotes that you can look at, and we're going to talk about them shortly, of it being like, uh-oh, that's suspect. But I also think that there's a certain professionalism and candid um, demeanor you have to have heading into these press conferences, because at the end of the day, you are a star athlete in this league heading into unrestricted free agency. And you don't know what lies ahead of you. You're just being brutally honest. You're not sitting here pretending like, you know, what's ahead of you. Right. No. And I I did like to see that out of him because he was just honest and he knows that, yeah, it's a business and you never really do know what's going to happen in the hockey world but he did state the fact that he did like playing here and he loves the city and his family loves to be around the city. He alluded to how his wife loves it here. It was this quote that really hit me. And I was like, Oh my God, why is he saying this? Like this is that. Okay. There was one quote with it that actually had me starting to tear up because I was like, why, why is he saying this? I don't like this just for me personally. When he said, When my time does end here, I hope people remember me as a good person. I want people to know how grateful I am to be here, bro. Like you're, I'm already like stressed out. Like why are you like that shit literally made me cry. Like he said that and I was like, Oh my God, what? He, he said things like that, but then he also said things like at the end of his conference, like, no, I didn't have a moment where I like looked up into the stands and like, you know, had a moment where it was like, oh my God, I'm never going to be back here. Like the type of wishy-washy shit that players do when they're leaving a city they've been a part of for so long. Yeah. He didn't do any of that. And to me, like, A, I don't think he thinks he's leaving. Because there was another thing that he stated in talking about, you know, guys coming back and wanting to run it back. He said... I hope we have as many guys as possible returning. We, keyword we, as in he's going to be part of that plan. You know what I mean? Like you said, it was very, there were some things you said where you looked at it and you were like, oh my God, no, I don't like this. And then there were things you said where you're sitting there, you're like, wow, okay, okay, I like this. 
a big thing for me in the pressers is yes, obviously what's coming out of their mouths, but it's how they're, how they're, yeah. their posture and how they're saying it and in which way exactly. And honestly, in Gaudreau's, I thought he, he seemed very like open and lighthearted and it seemed like he, he wasn't too worried about it in, in my personal opinion. I don't, I don't know. I, I liked, I liked his posture. I liked how he was saying things. I, I really did. It, it felt like he was staying, mm-hmm. but still you, you never really know. Right. Prediction right now. Do you think Gaudreau staying after hearing that? I do. I'm going to go on the oh, side of saying he is. I think so. I don't see a scenario where this guy leaves. The Flames just had one of the most successful seasons in franchise history and won a playoff round for the first, for the second time in 18 years. If people think the Flames are just going to let their franchise player walk or one of them without any sort of fight, you're dead wrong. I'm sorry. But when Brad True Living comes in and says, I'm going to move heaven and earth to make sure this guy is a flame next season. And he says yesterday, he's a Calgary flame and I want to make him one for a very long time. I know how I know the business side of this league. And as much as people do say that they love it and want to be here, sometimes that just doesn't happen. Don't you dare bring up Tavares. Oh God, I brought him up by inadvertently telling you not to bring him up. Ah, like it's stuff like that. I you you, ne- you just never really know. And like you want a prediction? I'll sure. I I think he's gonna stay. I I do. Or I don't. Maybe I don't think. I hope. I really really hope he stays. And maybe that's just the good juju that I'm going for. If I say that he's gonna if you manifest it, think it, say it, think it, say it, it'll happen. That's where I'm at too. I that's where I'm at too. I'm if you were to be like, oh my god, bet right now if Gaudreau's staying, I'd bet. I'd I'd do it. I'm either crying and weeping in tears or I'm running around the house naked and going down my street. To me, like you said, his demeanor looked good. I he was speaking from a place of extreme ingenuity and he was just being candid he was being honest he was he was was just saying everything that was on his mind he says how much he loves it here i mean next week we'll get into an off-season outlook video we'll talk about potential contracts and such but objectively i did not see red flags in gaudreau's pressure there are certain statements that you can look at and overthink and shout out to Eric Francis for only tweeting, for dedicating his entire thread to all of the suspect quotes that you could be, that could be seen as suspect without watching the clip. Yeah. Um, good Lord, that guy. You want to talk about the league's agenda? Look at Eric Francis's agenda. This guy's been preying on Gaudreau leaving for the last seven years, man. Him saying that it would be pretty special to win a cup here. Him being candid about how much he loves the city, how much he loves you know, everything about Calgary. To me, that is just hundred percent complete honesty. You can, and he's been saying it since last summer to me, Johnny Goudreau has an unbelievable situation here. He has a coach that understands him. He knows how to press his buttons. 
Seriously. Like, he's coming off a 115-point season, man. And yeah. a season where he was sixth in league scoring in the playoffs. Give me a break. This guy's elite. Fingers crossed. I If I were to bet right now, I'd bet that he's staying. But, again, I am hopeful. Yep. Good good season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, exactly. Are you going to stay? Uh, what about – what's the update on the contract status? I don't know. That's between my agent and um, whatever happens, happens. Um, you know, it's beyond my control. We'll see. Yeah. No. Um, have that demeanor, you know? No. And the, the way that I would say I am right now is cautious but hopeful. Um, yeah. I'm not – I'm not on the side of the people that are like, oh my God, he's gone. He's gone. No, oh my God. I, I'm not either. I'm not Maybe. either. But shout out to the guys that shoveled his snow. Yeah, right. Like, uh, dude, like if he needs his, like if he signs an eight year deal here and he needs guys to like go cut his yard, like, like I'll go. Like, yeah. I'll, like <laughs> no one I would be glad to do that. Funny. <laughs> like, literally anything. Just stay here. I know there's going to be a lot of episodes that we're going to record on Gaudreau this summer. Oh, yeah. Um, (laughs) So until I hear a little bit more, that's just where I'm at with it. I No, understandable. Let's talk about Kachuk. Matthew, would you be open to a long-term contract here? Absolutely. (laughs) I'd love to. I love it here. I love the people here. I'd be very open to that. Fuck yeah. Yeah, because a year ago I wasn't getting that feeling, especially after the geo shit. With you got to calm down, Matthew. Yeah, and like, dude, he had the biggest smile on his face in his interview. He did (laughs) out here looking like a fucking model. Like, yeah, Yeah. I just scored a. I just had a hundred and four points in a regular season, forty two goals. Yeah, my playoffs was like okay. I don't even think Matthew Kachuk's playoff was that bad. When you actually look at it, it wasn't that awful. It was less than par. Yeah, less than average from what you expect. Sure. But he scored big goals at crucial moments. Had a hat trick in in a game. Like, come on. It wasn't that bad. It wasn't. It really wasn't. And he was playing hurt. Another thing, we don't know at what stage in the Dallas series he got hurt. But it's obvious that when Brad Living comes out and says, Matthew Kachuk had a hand injury, and you look at his knuckles, did you notice his knuckles in his presser? I, I, I didn't. Dude, his hand looked like he just got into a fight with a grizzly bear. I was like, what is that? That was the oh, first really? thing my dad noticed. He was like, good Lord, look at his hand. No one wants to win more here than Matthew. This is all he's talked about in previous summers after first-round yeah. exits is how he wants to be seen as a playoff guy, playoff performer. He's still young. He had that experience this year of winning and scoring a big goal at a time when we needed him. Yeah. You know what? At the end of the day, he was tied for 20th in playoff points at the end of the day. You take a look at it. He's tied with Kadri, Andrew Kopp, Gensel, Crosby, Hedman. That's who he's tied with. Are those guys terrible hockey players? No. No. So give me a break. He had a rough go. He definitely got hurt. And you could see it in him in the final stretch against the Oilers. And you know what? Is what it is. But the fact that he sat there 
with a smile on his face, looking like a Dior model who just, you know, clean shave. I'm, I just have a clean shave. Do I look like Matthew Kachuk? I wish. Dude is sitting there. Absolutely. I'd love to. I'm very open to that. And then goes into like a five, six minute tangent about how much he actually understands how much people love hockey in the city of Calgary and how post-pandemic he kind of took it for granted with the environment here. And seeing how we were like, how rowdy we were at the red lot, all that sort of thing, the environment and what it would mean to win here. And seeing him talk about all of that with a smile on his face while being honest, while saying, I knew nothing about Western Canada before I got here. Zilch. My mom was from Win is from Winnipeg. That's the extent. Yeah. That's the extent. And to sit here and fall in love with it. He said those words. I fell in love with it. I fell in love with playing here. Absolutely, I'd be open to it. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Get both of these guys locked up to lifetime deals. I'm talking like when I say lifetime deals. I'm talking about us like opening up the the app to figure out you know status injury updates and Kachuk and Goudreau are not playing tonight due to arthritis. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. <laughs> that was like he was probably my favorite presser that wasn't uh, that wasn't Coleman's. Honestly, Chucky's. I yeah, I I really like Chucky's. It was. It was really good. Um, we have a 24-year-old stud that fell into our lap on account of our division rivals having shit scouting. Like, yeah, exactly. Unreal. Unreal. Um, um, yeah, man. Like Everything that came out of cleanout day, I, I really did like. Um, things like with what Coleman was saying to Gaudreau and like lobbying for him to stay here, how Kachuk was talking about how like he really does love this place and he doesn't want to leave. Um, that was pretty evident. He had the biggest smile on his face and even Daryl, like when they asked him, like, how do you feel about this? And he said, keep your chin up, heads up high. You did a lot better than anybody expected that you would. So it's a building block. It's a building exactly. Block. How many how many first and second round exits did the Capitals endure before they won a cup? How Way many? Way too many. How many? Yeah. How many trials and tribulations did the Tampa Bay Lightning go through before yep. they went back to back? This is all a part of the process. This was year one of our legitimate process. Exactly, and that's how you have to look at it. This is year one of actually having Daryl implement his system and having the right personnel to do it. And this is only year one and we made it to round two. You have such a solid foundation that you've been building here the last 14 months that if it goes away because you can't offer Goudreau a contract enticing enough for him to stay, that is just like, like, like get out of here with that shit. That's completely Dude. unacceptable. It's, Literally. Yeah. You talked about Coleman, talked about Chucky, talked about Johnny. Let's talk about Brad. Dude, why the fuck do I love Brad Living now? Like, I'm kind of, I'm like, I'm listening to his press conference. I'm sitting there, I'm like, I'm like, it's unbelievable the amount of hate lost at you the last three years. Like, I know. Seem to know, like, in a vacuum, you look at all of his moves, his big moves. Is Chris Tanev not our best defenseman? 
Yep. Is Jacob Markstrom not elite? And K, before we talk about round two, which you guys probably will be seeing the video of that shortly. But before we talk about that shit, right? Like, you can probably allude to Jacob Markstrom as this being a one-off. And you're just going to hope to dear God that it is one-off. Because he sat and talked yesterday. Let's get to him. I'm not, I wasn't hurt. I felt good. Yeah. Um, dude, I don't think Markstrom was healthy. I highly doubt that. Like, okay, I'm just going to put this straight up. We know Jacob Markstrom to be enough of a crazy person to understand that even if the guy was injured, he wouldn't say he was injured and he'd be taking no. responsibility for his play. Yeah. You no, know, 100%. that type of psycho almost, right? Borderline. Yeah. He's so dialed in, dude. He like, it's unreal for that to have happened. And for him to come out and say, I felt fine. Nope. Like I felt good to me. That's him taking his own leadership and saying, I'm just going to pull up my big boy pants. Here we go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm not going to sit and make excuses because whether I was hurt or not, I shit the bed. And that's that's the way that he should have gone about it. And I'm I'm really glad that he did. Facts. And do you think Markstrom is going to have a repeat effort like that next year? No. I don't expect anything short of Jacob Markstrom from what we saw from him this season up until round two. I don't expect anything short of that next year and throughout the playoffs. If you want to bet on something, bet on Jacob Markstrom winning the Vesna next year. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Literally. I'd like to see the over and under of that one. Yeah. Um, I'll put a hundred bucks on that right now. You want to both put a hundred bucks on it? <laughs> Screw it. Seek geek revenue and put a bet towards Markstrom's Vesna. Yeah. Season. Another thing. Let's quickly talk about the injuries. Canev. Holy Lord. <laughs> Chris Dude Dan. got hit by a bus. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. He dislocated his shoulder. Torn labrium. What even is that? Where is that on the body? Labrium is like, I think it's, I believe it's in your chest. And then what, a sprained neck? Or was that one not true? So Rick Dollywalls said, talked about a sprained neck. Tanev didn't allude to it when he talked about it. So I'm just going to assume that wasn't true. But two out of those three is already big enough. But man needs surgery. And he's going to be having surgery on Wednesday. Yeah. And after his surgery, his recovery time will be around four to six months, which is literally also going to be bleeding into next season. So we'll see what kind of off-season move is made in terms of bringing in a D-man that can fill that role temporarily. What do you mean? Resign Michael Stone, baby. Bring him back. Dude. 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 Like, uh, Michael Stone? Enough with the one year, like 700. Sign him to an eight year contract right now at just 700. At 700, yeah. And just let him be. Don't ever <laughs> give this guy a guaranteed work for the next eight years. You've already been doing it the last four. Like, yeah. give me a break. Just give him the long term deal at that <laughs> price. Like, he's going to yeah. sign it. Like, oh, uh, he would. He totally would. Man, I. <laughs> Dude, like Michael Stone was one of the best storylines of our playoffs, dude, and of our season with the way that he came in and played the way yeah. he did. God bless that man. I love him so much. Yeah, Shillington was injured too, yeah. right? So in terms of in continuing on with the injuries, 
Uh, Tanev, shoulder. Kachuk, hand. Makes sense. Manjapani, wrist. Makes sense. Shillington, shoulder. Makes sense. Lucic, AC joint. Zadorov, playing like we alluded to earlier, playing with broken ribs. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I broke one rib because I ran into a pole when I was 11, biking. And I thought I was Dominic Toretto and I was going down a hill. So I thought I'd jump off because it was either that or I get hit by a car. So I said, you know what? I'll just go chest first into this pole. I broke a rib. It was the worst pain I've ever experienced. It was like, like one, Zadorov. I remember when Zadorov crashed into the post and it took him so long for him to get up. I was like, oh, yeah. And that's where the injury was sustained. We watched him break three ribs. On that play. Yeah. He just got up after two and a half minutes, walked it off, and kept playing. Yeah. Unbelievable. They're, they're different breeds, man. They are. Uh, another thing, um, now is getting on to True Living. He updated Monaghan's status that he had hip surgery in April. He's five to six weeks ahead uh, compared to recovery from his last hip surgery and he should resume skating over the next over the course of the next few weeks. I saw that. Yeah. That's a good thing. I'm I'm glad to hear. Brad True Living, he talked about the steps being taken. There's a sound bite I want to get into when he's talking about Kachuk. Um it was probably the best thing I've ever heard Brad say. I think the question revolved around Kachuk's like maturity with him not right. you know being like you know I mean when you're 22 23 and you're antics like that's just gonna come if we were in the yeah. right now we'd be the same oh yeah totally <laughs> um and he's shied away from that and replaced it with points this year for the most part that doesn't mean he did that that's not to say he didn't get involved because he did get involved yeah, yeah. but when asked about his maturity and the growth in it brad true living said and i quote i'd rather have a guy that i'd have to pull back like take him aside be like hey gotta pull back just a little bit, then have yep. to pull Brandon his ass and tell him to get going. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what a quote. And it's so true. That's why Matthew Kachuk is so loved here. That's why we yeah. the door the guy. Exactly. Like, it's because um, he has that spark underneath him. You know, he wants, he has that drive. He wants to take, do everything possible to win here. Seeing his demeanor of his like positivity and his the fucking smile on his face for like seven minutes just straight. Like, come on, man. That was his, his presser was my favorite. If I'm being completely honest. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, Chucky's not a question mark whatsoever. That shit's going to get done. Just a matter of oh, what. Yeah. Um, yeah. Manjapani, I think is a question mark. And totally. next week we're going to be, you know, really diving into, we'll have an off season primer video where we actually go go into like the contract shit around all of this stuff and cap situation and all that sort of thing. Is there any other takeaway that you have from this clean out day? I really enjoyed watching all the interviews. I did too. Um, I think one more thing I want to point out is Backland. Because he came out and said, with the regular season we had, we felt like we underachieved. And that's not something you would have heard from anyone inside the Flames locker room before Daryl Sutter would have entered this franchise. Seriously. Oh, totally. Yeah. Like, we're sitting here um, talking about a second-round exit, and they're sitting here, no, not good enough. We wanted more. We had a great regular season. It was set in stone. We could have done more, and we didn't. 
that's on us. Mm-hmm. One thing that I do actually want to talk about a little bit, um, just since you brought it up, I honestly hadn't even really thought about it, but I didn't hear anything from Manjapani on clean out day, really. Oh. Um, I don't think he, that's, does. no, yeah, that's a little bit worrying. Um, I guess, you know, you could see him getting lost in the fray, right? Like you got <clears throat> Chucky and Gaudreau that both need contracts and man's just kind of slips under the radar. Yeah. Um, I still think he's just going to sign a one year. Me too. I really do. It's the only way that it'll make sense with the cap, I think, too. Yeah. yeah. All of that, that provides a gray area with him hitting UFA status, you know, come 2023. But <laughs> your cap situation is also going to be a lot more figured out by then. You're going to have a lot of bigger contracts off the books. Exactly. So I'm not too worried about that if that's you know, the route that they do go. Cause I feel like that's yeah. one that's most viable, I think for both us and himself. For him. Yeah. Uh, the vibes around clean out day this time around were really, really good. I would, I would really. say. Um, and like, what a year it was, man. I mean, even yeah. for you and me, even for you and me getting this started and like yeah. some of the guests that we had and yeah. it was just a great, great year of flames hockey. It was like, we're sitting here. We've barely, we've had this, what for now, five months. We're at yeah. 146 subs, um, which is a lot in that short period of time, considering that even some weeks we weren't as consistent with uploads. Exactly. Um, I looked at our view count the other day. We're almost at 15K total views. we just like to thank all of you for the people that just started. If you've just started watching us or if you started us when we started and we were all that sort of thing, like it's so fun making these videos. It is. Yeah. And we, we appreciate all of you guys that listen. Like um, we do have our, our group of uh, little supporters that have been following us and supporting us since we, like the day we started this thing up. Um, so yeah, we appreciate you guys. We appreciate everybody who subscribed and started listening to us during the playoffs. Um, that was a big grower for us was the playoffs for sure. We, we saw a lot of growth then. Um, yeah. We just appreciate all of you that uh, that have been listening to us and following along because we do enjoy making these videos and it, it's awesome. We're going to think about what kind of off-season content we want to give you. Events like the draft, free agency, we're going to cover all of that. Anytime any sort of news headlines, trades, whatever, anything that breaks, we'll sit down and talk about it. Even if you guys have any like off-season video ideas that you want to see, it doesn't even particularly have to be about the Flames or hockey. Like, if you guys just want to see us talk about other stuff, me and Raja, I mean, just let us know. The DMs are open. We'd be willing to talk about pretty much anything. So <laughs> let us know if you guys want to see anything. Again, thank you so much for following the half season that we started up this channel with covering this team. And... uh there's more to come. We're just getting started. We're still new to this. Like, comment, and most importantly, subscribe. That's the one. That's the real kicker here. If you don't <laughs> subscribe, we then, you know, it's just the, at the end of the day, we're not growing. Hit that subscribe yeah. button. If the button is red, you're doing something wrong. It's got to be gray. <laughs> Make it gray. That was what are probably the best year of Flames hockey we've experienced in our entire lives. I'm cautiously optimistic to see what this offseason brings and i hope that we're going to get news very soon because yep. it's, it's going to be interesting and we're, we're all going to be on our toes the entire yeah. time but yep. hopefully hopefully everything works out the way it should hopefully so. make make good choices 
I say that to both the viewers and to management. Alrighty, without further ado, thank you for listening. Yes, thanks for listening, everybody.